Good afternoon, friends. So the theme uh, of this talk is the hindrances in daily life. And since this moment is right now is our daily life, my daily life, I just want to share. Um, of the bad, an example of how to practice with the hindrances when they show up uh, in daily life. I was reflecting of uh, what I wanted to offer uh, to you for the talk. And, and I started to feel my hands cold. They're still cold. Um, they have gotten warm, but right now they're really cold. Um, and so I was um, noticing my chest getting tight and a lot of thoughts racing in my mind. And so I took a moment and sat with all that. I'm still sitting with all that <laughs> a little bit, though your presence just puts me at ease, taking refuge in the Sangha. But I sat with, you know, all the physical sensations, you know, stay some time there. Um, and examined, you know, also saw these opinions and these beliefs of, I want to offer everything. <laughs> I want to say all this, all this is important, you know. And in getting to know all that, you know, all the, be the beliefs, listening to the voices, and then um, sharing some with Gil, I could see also some others, um, other thoughts and about identity and um, you know, how to present myself um, to you and to my teacher. And um, friend. And so as now, I notice sensations changing. The chest opening. Aversion to give this talk is lessening. <laughs> Mm 
And then at some point, as now, I chose to ignore aversion to give the talk, to continue speaking now. And now I'm appreciating how wonderful it is to take refuge in the Buddha Dharma Sangha. So in the same way, hindrances can show up like this in your daily life when you come back home. You may be thinking about all this already, maybe not, maybe now I'm planting the seed for you to <laughs> start thinking about it. <laughs> oh well. Um, <coughs> So hindrances, um, yeah, they can show up like that. Out of the blue, you know, you start receiving all these physical sensations and noticing that aversion in different ways, fear, frustration is happening, is here. Or desire, like, you know, there was a little bit of desire in that example, wanting to, to get everything all together to give it to you, but, you know, there's a wanting there. Um, and there may be a doubt arising it it arose a little bit it's like i don't I, I don't know if i can do this um but aversion to prepare the talk and giving the talk was stronger too so it was interwined so in that same way in that same way these hindrances appear in daily life so i want to share some uh, important practices, for me, I call them important because really they have kept me present. They have kept me present, which is one of the uh, presence with the hindrances, um, which is what we've been practicing here, too. So that is, if you remember anything from this talk, the one thing I want you to remember is that your mindfulness practice is your foundation. Your mindfulness practice is where you can go back home, take a moment to see what is going on, be with the mind, explore the mind, seeing how maybe some state of mind is being uncomfortable, increasing or decreasing, 
and how as it le is lessening, how it lets go and how then you can appreciate, as we have done here in Bella, appreciate the absence. And for that, having mindfulness of, as a foundation, remembering that can take you there, can take you to Bella. Okay, where, where am I, Bella? So there are three practices that, you know, we can summarize in these three practices what we have been doing in this retreat. And is knowing when the hindrances are present, knowing when the hindrances are absent, and then noticing when they're arising and when they're passing. And so I want to um, explore this with you. I mentioned some, some things about how it is to, to practice, you know, in these three different categories with ourselves in our daily lives. And when we're in relationship to others, and in relationship to situations in the wide world. So of course, you know, Bella is, is one. The other one is when the hindrance is present, know that you have a choice. Know that you have a choice in that when you see the discomfort in the body, that if you see the hindrance, if you recognize it, it may not be a hindrance at that point. It may be just an uncomfortable state of mind. Uncomfortable physical sensations. And at that point, you have a choice. You may choose to stay within what you're doing, choosing the wholesome. So for me, right now, <laughs> in giving this talk, I am choosing, I am choosing right now to ignore uh, some feelings that tell me that fear may be in the hood, that feeling may be, uh, fear may be in this mind, body, heart. I'm choosing to stay here with you and stay with those uncomfortable feelings, keeping them in the periphery. I'm choosing consciously to ignore 
ignore that or to move, put them on a side. And so there may be in daily life, there may be moments in, in, in which you may be able to do that. You know, you may, you may choose what is wholesome in that moment to you. You may recognize, you know, this will bring more well-being. This will bring more ease. This will bring more benefit. You may see what is most important. And so... You can choose the wholesome, choose to stay with that. And when you're not able to, to recognize, well, it's full blown, it's a hindrance, <laughs> it's here. And then, you know, you may choose to be authentic <laughs> and see what, um, based on your wisdom, on your practice, you may choose what, which direction to go with it. And so that will be, you know, maybe with things that are within you and it may be also in moments in which you're relating to others. There may be situations in which you may be relating to others and you, you recognize, you're sensing something is arising here aversion to speaking with this person is arising. Aversion to aversion is arising. And so they may be some things you can do in those moments. In moments in which you are in the middle of relating to someone or speaking to someone and something triggers you. And so you may take two or three deep breaths. You don't have to tell anyone. You know, you just, you just breathe right there. And you may recognize that caution, that caution is the action to take in that moment. There may be a yellow flag. And how do you recognize that yellow flag? Through your body. The, you may recognize how tension is arising, how tightness is arising, back of your neck, chest, muscles, 
You might recognize a mental drive or a wanting, a strong wanting to speak. You're not, you stop listening to the person. <laughs> You're now like very attentive when this person is going to stop so I can start talking or you start talking in the middle of it, right? It's like, if he's not stopping, well, let me start talking because, you know, and then it's like just going like a, like a bulldozer, you know, with your words. And so that flag, that yellow flag may tell you it's time to excuse yourself. It may be taking a break to the bathroom. It may be excusing yourself until next day. It may be removing yourself from the situation in any way you can. And so there may be other situations in which the hindrance may be present not in speaking with someone else, but it may be in relation to something that is happening around you, that is happening in the wide world. And again, you may see the physical sensations arising the collapsing of your posture, the deflating, or the alertness of the posture, not because you're consciously mindful and you're being relaxed and calm, but because there's a rush of restlessness and anxiety starting rushing through you maybe an alert position for a moment and then, you know, start moving, being agitated, switching from posture to posture, sitting, standing, walking around, sitting, standing, walking around. So in those moments, there's also caution to take just in case someone cross, you know, come across you, you're like responding, reacting to this, getting entangled with this sense of dismay or discouragement or ill will to someone and then someone passes by and what happens is like this person is receiving, you know, whatever actions, words are coming out of you because of not being 
so conscious of what is going on, of the presence of the hindrance. So there's that caution, caution to, to remember non-harming. Non-harming is the other important point I want to make, non-harming. And so then there are moments in our daily lives that we're free from the hindrances. And those are great moments to practice with. Those are great moments to practice the wholesome, to practice the wholesome by Noticing how it is that you act in body, speech, and mind that brings you ease, that brings you happiness, that brings you contentment. So those moments where we're free from the hindrances may be, you know, like, Sometime you're walking, the moment in which you're walking, in the, you're, you know, at the end of the day, you go for a walk. And you may feel the ease of, you know, walking and you may, you may want to start connecting with people that are walking around you or your neighborhood and and then you choose to practice loving kindness. You can practice, you know, to send metta to people that you see walking by or people that come to mind or situations that come to your mind too. You may pass by the house of a neighbor that annoys you. And still, you know, at that time, because you're, you're practicing with the wholesome, you recognized some of, of the value and how it feels, you know, that, that, that sensation of ease, how does it feel in the body? You choose, may you be happy, you know, yes, I feel annoyed, and may you be happy. <laughs> yes, it still annoys me. May you be twice happy. <laughs> so, the wholesome. Remember the wholesome. Another thing that we can continue practicing in daily life is the precepts. You know, we've been practicing the precepts to cultivate a container of safety here to offer safety to others. We can do that in our daily lives. And you know, sometimes it, it takes time to remember. So it counts is valid to write the precepts and 
on a post-it and you can put them right there on the mirror in your room or in the bathroom. In any way, you can phrase them in any way, wherever you're at in your practice, that whatever phrasing resonates for you, keep them with you. It's a beautiful gift to offer safety to others. And so that is the other, another point that I want to make. Living an ethical life. Living an, eth an ethical life will support you in cultivating and maintaining conditions for being with being present with experiences that maybe have the potential to become a hindrance for you, but because you're cultivating, you know, the precepts, you're cultivating the wholesome, then it, it can support you in um, and when these things happen, that that will be the inclination of the mind. The, the, the inclination of the mind will be to remember the precepts or to remember just the phrase non-harming. For me, it's been like that, non-harming, non-harming. And it, that gives me a pause. That gives me a pause to see where am I. And if there's a hindrance here or it's just a state of mind or an experience that, yeah, is anger. Anger, I see you. Irritation, I see you. Sensual desire, I see you. But there's been, you know, enough cultivation for to sustain your mindfulness and to receive that experience with wisdom and equanimity and mindfulness and will help you in making wiser decisions. So there is this other aspect of noticing when the hindrances arise, noticing how they arise and noticing how they pass. So I mentioned at the beginning, you know, these three practices, knowing when the hindrances are present, when they're absent, and noticing how they arise and how they pass. And so, in seeing how they arise, we're looking at what are the conditions that are that have been in place when when hindrances have manifested. So, for example, when I was working full time, I would pack my schedule. I wanted to make sure 
that I will complete everything, have everything done. And so there was a quality to the work of um, being on a drill, an emergency drill all the time. It was just responding, you know, um, crisis after crisis or so when I stopped working, I could feel kind of the, 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 kind of the, it's almost like traces of those habits. And so I will see myself being in a hurry and getting all restless in doing things in my daily life. And I'm like, what is happening here? It's like, I mean, and now I have time. You know, what is happening? <laughs> it's like, how did my schedule become so full? I, I don't get it. It's like how I... And so um, seeing the conditions and how, you know, that, that supported a hindrance arise, you know, becoming restless, becoming angry, um, um, if sensual desire and there's a tendency to cling to sensual desire arises, um, staying in the grip of that desire surfing on the internet for hours, watching pornography, um, eating something that um, you like um, more frequently than you can in terms of health conditions. Just watching all the conditions and also seeing the tendencies of our minds then we can see, okay, I can switch these conditions. I can see how these supported this hindrance to arise. It's almost like using Bella, a little bit of some of the Bellas of all these different um, steps by looking, you know, to the past, like at the end of your day and seeing, oh, this is what happened. I can see how I got trapped. So it's great, you know, at the end of the day to review your day and to see, okay, these were the conditions. And then you can cultivate other conditions that will support you. You know, you know that you're going, you may go, be going that way. So... For me, it was like, okay, I do recognize this. I, I do recognize this tendency of scheduling things, many things in one day, wanting to take care of um, relationships, health, all at the same time. I'm choosing to schedule fewer things. Or I'm choosing to consciously to take ample time to complete something or 
to get to a place. Gosh, this teaching of not being in a hurry. Um, it has some value. It has some value. And at that same, in, in the same way, you know, in looking at the conditions, you, you're also choosing to let go. You're also choosing to let go of clinging. And that is, you know, one of the fruits of practicing with the hindrances. You know, once we know how they're present, how they're absent, how they arise, how they pass. Maybe you can see that part of recognizing and being with a hindrance is also recognizing that there is a clinging going on. There is some clinging. For me, the clinging, even though it was really, I was seeing it more clearly. Also, I was seeing the, the aversion to prepare this talk was, was blocking my view, the clarity of the mind was a mental, sensual desire of including everything I wanted to include in this talk. I just didn't know where to start, how to organize it. I, it's, it's incredible. So, is there clinging? You bet that there's a hindrance present. And there may be moments in which, you know, even you having the best intentions of living an ethical life, of cultivating the wholesome, of being mindfulness, uh, of being mindful. Even with all those best intentions, you know, hindrances may show up. And um, if that is the case, taking the refuges, I took the refuges at the beginning of this talk. Taking the refuges um, may remind you of how the practice has been of support for you. May remind you that nothing is a mistake in the practice. that, you know, hindrances arising is part of life, it's not personal. 
is not, you know, there is, there is an agency that we have on how we relate to it. You know, we can, we can take some responsibility for that. But they're part of our lives, you know, of the joys and sorrows and all these different experiences in life. You know, the blame and praise and gain and loss. You know, all these different situations in which the hindrances may show up. So in those moments where you have the great opportunity to practice with a hindrance, in the same way you may have the great opportunity to practice, recognize how does it feel when the hindrance is absent. And what, how, what is the difference? You have a reference point. You may have a, you know, you may know, okay, this is, I know the difference of how it feels when the hindrance is present. And I know how does it feel when the hindrance is absent. And when you recognize your mind free of the of being sucked by these forces like Gil was saying like this it's almost like a centrif like like a very strong gravitational force that suck you dry up your mindfulness when you recognize how does that feel versus the ease and freedom and peace and equanimity that can come from seeing things as they clearly are, then that may be also another way to remember how valuable is to welcome these hindrances with hospitality. And it may be also an incentive to go deeper into your practice and maybe to realize that sometimes, you know, the fruits of the, the practice will bring you much more satisfaction than sensual desire may bring. Or it may bring more peace than, you know, wanted, wanted, wanting to get our own way you know, in like, in a, an argument with someone or, you know, wanting things to be fair and turn out the way we want them to be. At that point, you may be at ease with how things turn to be. For me, it has been, you know, in different situations with the, in the wa wide world, 
you know, the peace and the ease, the acceptance of that dismay and discouragement that sometimes comes with sloth and torpor or, you know, the acceptance of a worry and or a regret and just really recognizing, okay, this is, this is how it is. It will tell you that it's so valuable, so valuable, the practice and the fruits of the practice and how they manifest in your life that your confidence may be unshakable. You know, your knees may be shaking as mine were shaking. <laughs> to, you know, well, whatever it turns out to be, it turns out to be, you know, as I was walking by, walking to sit here. So, you got the teachings, you practiced, you're still practicing the retreat, Is we're still on retreat, and so as you reflect on hindrances, how they may manifest in your life and how you practice in your daily life, you may also want to bring this question if they arise and you're caught in them, this question of freedom or clinging. Freedom or clinging was was the choice and if even in the midst of it you choose to be free that may be enough to incline to mind to be open okay here i am and here you are doubt here you are dear friend fear here you are Let's dance. Let's get to know each other, how it feels to be in the presence of this hindrance. And as we get to know it, we can just, you know, finish the dance. And then next time you can Just see how it is that you're responding in wiser ways. How you're responding with more peace and equanimity. So may all these teachings and um, how to practice in daily life reminds you how you practice on retreat, how you've been practicing here, and they may support you to be free and to be um, a person safe to others and safe to yourself. Let's sit for a few minutes. <laughs> 